Hi, intermittent fasting peeps who are in my intermittent fasting group or who might be listening to this on iTunes or watching this on YouTube. I am going to be um, recording today intermittent fasting broadcast number 22 and it's going to be a little bit different than the previous ones and that I've been traveling and I've been on a writing retreat and my daughter is in working on a master's degree and I came with her for her seminar and I've been writing all week for my intermittent fasting course which begins on August 6th so um, I am just going to be winging it today I'm not those of you are watching on video I don't have my studio behind me with my great uh, fast eat repeat sign up um, and I will not be doing my full-fledged uh, supplement ad at the end um, but I am just going to use this uh, broadcast to do a primer of sorts um, I mentioned that I have been using that I've been creating my intermittent fasting course and it begins on the first Monday of each month so the first a course will be August 6th as it will be the start date and if you go to DonnaReach.com um, on the blog you can find um, the pro the blog post that tells about the course and that where I have a wait list and uh, wait list attendees for this first one actually get a deep discount so if you go on there and get on that wait list that will be a good opportunity for you to get a discount if you want to join the course so in preparing the 28 days worth of material, the one month uh, month's worth of material for the intermittent fasting course, um, I have been, you know, going through everything, every note I've ever made, every book I've ever read, um, every broadcast I've ever listened to, uh, all of my broadcast, all of my blog posts, my slideshows, and so forth, and just culling all of that information and bringing it together in an organized way so that those who want to get started can have a step-by-step-by-step way of getting started um, incrementally and with small doses and without the bombardment of information all at one time and um, in a systematic way. For those of you who have listened to me for a while, you know that I'm a curriculum author and a teacher and um, so organizing material and uh, then of course I have seven kids too, so organizing material and cheering people on are kind of my strong suit. So I'm going to be bringing that to you in the course. But today I just want to act as though you are on this broadcast, um, either live or watching the recording or listening to the recording, and you want to start intermittent fasting, but you have no idea you know where to begin, you have no idea what even the first steps are. Um, and so that's where I'm gonna kinda head with this. And this will be a good thing for those of you who have been fasting for a while to send to your friends who want to know, you know, what is this all about and how does how does it work and you know what what all do you have to do to do this intermittent fasting. So um, I have a few steps of course and then some sub steps because I'm all about steps and sub steps. Um, but the very first thing that I, I encourage people to do when they want to start intermittent fasting is to understand how you lose weight and in inches with intermittent fasting and the reason for this is because there is a lot of misinformation out there and people who are unfamiliar with intermittent fasting think that oh yeah of course she loses weight she only eats for three hours a day I'd lose weight too if I only ate for three hours a day you don't have enough time to eat much well, if you stop and think about that statement um, and how untrue that really is, <laughs> because we can literally, you know, go to a party and eat pizza and breadsticks and cheese sauce and cookies at the end of this party, and within 30 or 45 minutes, we can eat 
you know, 3,000 calories. So to say that the only way that you lose weight with intermittent fasting is through calorie reduction would be untrue. Not completely untrue because there is some truth to it, but even then you have to control it and you have to bring in boundaries for yourself so that you don't go back to, you know, overeating. So there are actually um, a few ways, but I'm going to talk about um, three primary ways that uh, you lose weight in inches with intermittent fasting. And the first way is uh, one that is not as known as the calorie deficit, and that is by turning your body into a fat burning machine. One of the great things about intermittent fasting, and actually my very, very favorite, is that at 55 years old, and after you know losing hundreds of pounds through the years, and you know gaining those pounds back, that intermittent fasting causes my body to work for me instead of against me. And it's like, who doesn't need something working for you when you're trying to lose weight. And so it has just been phenomenal to have this, you know, the body working for me as opposed to, you know how you feel when you're dieting. You feel like it, everything's against you. You know, my body's not cooperating and, and I'm hungry all the time and I'm craving all the time and all of those things. Whereas intermittent fasting causes your body to work for you instead of against you. And I'm not gonna get into all the ways that it happens because it's too amazing and it takes more time than one video. Um, but you can join the course if you want to. And I also have talked about it the many ways throughout uh, my blog post and my videos at DonnaReach.com. But the one thing that it does is that it makes your body go into a fast-induced ketosis. And so when you think about ketosis and you think about the keto diet, those of you who know people who do that, or maybe you've done that before, you know your goal is to eat so few carbohydrates in the keto diet, so few carbohydrates that you burn through those and you start using fat for fuel and then your body goes into ketosis and it uses your body fat for fuel. And it's kind of a magic trick actually with ketosis for people who can stay on it because you actually have like a 300 calorie, 250 to 300 calorie padding built in. And that's why people who are on keto diets can eat more calories than say somebody who's on a low calorie diet because they have that, that extra making your body go into fat burning and then it just burns and burns and burns your body fat. Well, with fasting, we have something that's called fast-induced ketosis. And it actually gets your body into ketosis faster than a keto diet does. Now, those people who do fasting and keto diets, they've got it rocking, right? But fasting actually puts your body into a state of ketosis most every single day after the first couple of weeks, as long as you consistent with it and so that is how your body is working for you instead of against you and so your body becomes a fat burning machine and you literally burn through what you ate yesterday any stored glycogen that maybe you have held on to because you had way way too many carbohydrates or you didn't fast or you were inconsistent or whatever and then it, after it's done burning through that it just starts burning your body fat and so that is an amazing mechanism that is in place with intermittent fasting that is just like a gift. It's just free to those who can go 16, 18, 19, 20 hours each day without eating. 
And so that is the first way that we lose weight. The next way we lose weight is through a calorie deficit. Now this is where there's some truth to what I talked about a moment ago, that you do want to make a calorie deficit. Um, yes, your body's going into ketosis, but that doesn't mean that you can eat way more calories than what your body requires to live, right? And the difference between a calorie reduced diet and calorie deficit in fasting is that you are making a small calorie deficit all the time as you fast. During your eating window, the portion of time where you eat each day, you use some kind of boundaries, and I teach all kinds of boundaries at the blog, as well as in the new course, but you use some kind of boundary to help yourself to create a calorie deficit. And that can be any kind of boundary that you want, whether you want something as extreme as counting or whether you want you know, something as, as small as just um, not grazing and, and planning your, your food during your eating window. Either way, there is a calorie deficit that you make. Now, it is just skimming it off the top. So if, for instance, at the weight that I want to weigh with my activity level, I am going to need 1,600 calories when I lose uh, 18 to 25 more pounds. So I'm going to need um, a calorie, I'm going to need 1,600 calories a day. And so with intermittent fasting, you just kind of make that deficit all the time during your eating window. And then you gradually, of course, have fewer calories and that is one way that you lose weight. People do lose weight by making a calorie deficit, but in traditional calorie-reduced diets, they make such a, a low deficit and they spike their insulin all the time through eating constantly that they're hungry all the time and they can't stick with it. With intermittent fasting, we don't spike our insulin all day long while we're fasting and our bodies becomes a fat burning machine and it seamlessly moves from burning what you ate yesterday to burning your own fat without having this starvation in between. And that happens after a couple of weeks of intermittent fasting. And then your body becomes a fat burning machine and then when you do eat, you eat in a smaller window of time, two, three, four, five, some people eight hours, I'm gonna talk about that in just a second. And then you are able to uh, make that calorie deficit all the time for weight loss. The third way that we lose weight or inches is through body recomposition. If you have ever been in any of the large intermittent fasting groups, you may have seen people put pictures up of themselves side by side with the same exact weight. And yet the second picture looked like that person, and this happens all the time in the big groups, it's absolutely amazing. Um, but it that person looks like she has lost 20, 30, sometimes even 40 pounds, and yet she weighs the exact same weight as she did a month or two ago in the previous picture. There has been no weight loss. Maybe she's close to her goal or whatever, and she only has like 20 pounds to lose, but she looks like she lost that, and that is because of the third way that we lose weight and inches with intermittent fasting, and that is through body recompositioning. You know, I told you that your body starts burning its own stored body fat. Well, it does that, but it does not touch your muscle during intermittent fasting. And so either if you're building muscle through exercise or if you already have muscle, uh, 
build up in your body, that muscle will remain, but the body fat will be burned. And that recompositioning of your body makes you look way smaller. It makes you lose inches, even if you haven't lost any pounds. And for many, many people, it makes you lose a size or even more. So those are the three ways that we lose pounds and inches through intermittent fasting. So I wanna move on into the next thing that you need to know as a primer, so to speak, um, on intermittent fasting. And that is that you need to decide on your eventual protocol. Now you don't have to make this firm decision today. There are many people who start out saying, I'm gonna do 16-8, or I'm going to do 18-6, or whatever it might be. And then they get moving into it and they uh, realize for some reason that they want to do a different protocol. And some people even do different protocols during the week than they do on the weekends. Or maybe they'll be really strict five days a week. It's all intermittent fasting. But maybe they'll do something like 21-3 all during the week. And then on the weekend, they do something like 16-8. So it's not like you're locked into this. But if you have an idea of what you want to do, um, going into it that will be really helpful to you to see what your what goal you're going to head towards so I'm going to talk briefly about the protocols and kind of what they mean when we talk about hours of fasting and hours of eating uh, the first thing you need to know is that usually people abbreviate their fasting times with their fasting hours colon and then their feasting hours so when people write it it looks something like this 16 colon, that's the non-winky face one, 16 colon eight. And that means that they fast for 16 hours and they eat for eight. Or 19 colon five. That means that they fast for 19 hours and they eat for five. And then there are other protocols that I'm gonna talk about here in just, oh, sorry, in just a second. I don't have my, my holder. Ooh, I got really, really light all of a sudden. Don't wanna be that light. Hmm. Um, I don't want to be this bright, but I don't know what to do about it. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. How about that? Mm, not so much about that. There. Okay. I'm back. Sorry about that. Um, and so what this means is that they're going to follow a protocol for weight loss um, that is X number of fasting hours and X number of eating hours. And the reason that's significant is because it has a bearing on those first things that I just told you about, how you are going to lose weight with intermittent fasting. So what that means is that if somebody is eating 16-8, a protocol that's 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of eating, that typically means that they are going to um, have to do something during that eight hours because eight hours is a long time to eat, right? And so because of that, they can't just graze for eight hours or they can't just eat what they used to eat for eight hours and lose weight. And so usually when you hear people who are doing 16-8, and this is kind of an unfortunate thing because of there's so much uh, information out there about intermittent fasting where people are doing 16-8. And so people are jumping on the bandwagon. I cannot get this to be less bright. So people are jumping on the fasting bandwagon and then they uh, assume that if they do 16-8, they're gonna 
automatically lose weight as long as they only eat during those eight hours. And then they are disappointed to find out that they often do not. So with 16-8, it's definitely very helpful for your health. It definitely can put you into fat burning. Um, between 12 and 16 hours, you can go into fat burning, depending on what you ate the day before. But the problem with it is that the window is usually, the eating window is usually too large to have a significant weight loss unless you were doing something else. So I always encourage people, if they wanna do 16-8, to also add something else with that. So what do they wanna do with that to, to bring in their boundaries? Do they wanna do keto? Do they wanna do low carb? Do they wanna do Weight Watchers? Do they wanna do Trim Healthy Mama? Do they want to do Paleo? You know, and usually it requires something else. And so some people don't like to do 16-8 because they are trying to get away from all of that counting and that diet mentality. And so they don't want to do 16-8 because they just got out of that. And so they choose a, a longer fasting protocol. Um, then you'll also hear people doing 19-5, 20-4, or any combination of it. I personally have a fasting app um, that I use, it's called Zero. although I'm getting ready to have a web-based app uh, for in, uh, that's available uh, in two weeks, actually, the 1st of August. So, um, and it also has other bells and whistles with it that I think you'll like, like um, self-talk posters and cards and uh, motivating moments and um, uh, different things for motivation. So I added that to my app. But, um, with these protocols, uh, I personally do an average of 20 hours a week. So what this means is that when I average my last seven days of fasting, and apps usually do that for you, they show you your average for the last seven days, that when I average my last seven days of fasting, um, I average 20 hours of fasting and four hours of eating. Now I don't do 20 colon four every day, some days, um, my husband and I, we fast together. Some days we'll do 22 or 23 hours, and especially if we have a special thing coming up where we're gonna have um, an event with our kids, um, and we have something going on where we're gonna have lunch and dinner, and we're gonna have two meals that day. So then we will fast longer other days so that our average is still 20 hours um, a, a day. So uh, I practice, and most people who do uh, the 19, uh, five or greater fasting hours, they practice what's called OMAD, one meal a day. And uh, this is viewed by different people uh, in different ways. Some people say, well, OMAD is only OMAD if it's OPAD, and that means one plate a day. And so those people think that OMAD is just eating one plate of food and that's it. I call that OPAD, one plate a day. Um, and what I do, I call OMAD because I have a snack and then I have my meal later on. And if I want dessert, I have dessert with my meal. And uh, so I call that OMAD. And most people in most circles will call OMAD one meal a day, uh, a one to five hour eating window in which you have a snack and an entree and then a dessert if, you, if you'd like. That's usually uh, what people consider to be OMAD. I guess I wouldn't consider it to be OMAD if you are grazing um, all that time 
because then you are not really limiting yourself to just a meal and a snack. You're eating like during your whole window and that usually does not result in weight loss because again, the calorie deficit is not there. So if you fast for 19 hours and eat for five hours, you're definitely getting into fat burning every day after the first couple of weeks training your body and adjusting your hormones because you got to get that body working for you it's going to do so many good things for you but you have to train it first of all to do those things so then you're going to get definitely getting into fat burning and your body is using its own fat stores but then if you overeat in your eating window you're going to still have uh, uh, either a weight gain or not a weight loss right because you didn't make that calorie deficit and also if you overeat during your eating window you will not you will have too many glycogen stores and too much too many calories to burn through so you won't get into fat burning until later the next day so those all work together so you can decide on your protocol and it's perfectly fine to start with 168 and not add anything else to it as long as you just say I'm gonna have two meals and that's it but if you graze you're gonna have a hard time losing and then you can increase it as you as you would like and some people do uh, 16 8 and they do what's called two mad two meals a day and that means that they're fasting for 16 hours they're eating for eight but during that eight-hour window they're only eating two meals and no snacks and that can be effective too um, because again those are boundaries most of us who've had lifelong weight struggles need boundaries we all need some boundaries in place to help us uh, lose weight and enjoy a healthy weight and to be able to maintain that healthy weight Alright, so then you need to decide how long you're going to take to get to your protocol So what that means is how fast are you going to start fasting? Some people uh, dig right in and they just go to 19.5 immediately and that's what I did this last time. I had dabbled with 16.8 before, and I didn't have much success with it, in part because of some of the things I just said, grazing throughout the eight hours, and um, having too many, like, I, I thought that if I, that during my fasting time, I could have some fats, so I would eat like a piece of bacon or a fat bomb or something like that. Um, I drank diet pop. Some of those things, uh, some of the, some people can do some of those things during their fasting window, but generally speaking, uh, those things will keep you from staying in that fat burning, right? And so I didn't have much success when I first tried a couple of years ago, but then last year I got started with 19.5 and I jumped right in to 19.5 so some people like to jump right in and they're just going to white knuckle through because when you jump right into 19.5 you are hungry the first week or two you even have the hangries and you'll get keto flu because remember fasting is rapid ketosis it is a fat and fast induced ketosis so you'll get keto flu and you might not feel the greatest and well you'll feel terrible actually <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be totally honest with you um, but there are ways that you can overcome that and I talk about those at the blog extensively as well as in the course but I have like things to consume during your window things to help you with the fast all of those things are available for free at Donna Reach and then incrementally in the um, in the course uh, so you need to decide how do I want to do this do I want to just white knuckle it cold turkey go 19.5 and you know know that I will get into fat burning faster and it'll be worth it and I'm just gonna suffer through um, and this is really good for people who have seen other people if you've seen friends who have had a lot of success with IF 
then you know for sure that it works, right? If, you, if you've read the books, if you've been in the groups and you've seen the testimonials, then you know that it works and you're more apt to be able to stick with that white knuckling approach. But if you don't want to suffer the keto flu that, that much, that fast, and you don't want to feel hangries and, uh, you know, whatever your reason might be, you can do a slower uh, startup. And um, I'm gonna tell you about my startup charts here because those are free and they're available at DonnaReach.com and they have four startup approaches. And uh, there's the fast startup that I just described, there's the 16-8 startup, there's a 16-8 with a keto diet, and then there is um, having cream in your coffee and some, and some fat limited during the fasting time in order to build up the ability to be able to fast longer. And so those are available at DonnaReach.com and it just says right at the very top, if you're on your phone, get your free intermittent fasting startup charts here. And they, it's a 20, I don't, maybe 25 or 30 page document with the charts and all what to do each week for a month to get started. So that can help you get started, but just know that you can start anywhere. You don't have to necessarily start with, you know, oh, I'm eventually going to have OMAD, I'm going to eat for two hours, I'm gonna fast for 22, you know, if that's gonna be your protocol. That's a tough protocol, but some people do that. And especially people who do a little carb or keto do that because they, their body is so fat adapted that it doesn't bother them as much to do that. So decide how you are going to begin and what your protocol is going to be when you start, right? And then you can end up wherever you want. And then you can even vary it, and I teach how to vary at the blog as well. All right, so next you need to plan your, your days, um, your fasting days and your food and your time, both windows, your fasting window and your feasting window. And the reason I say this is because uh, it can be really hard to fast for a long time if your body's not used to it. Only for the first two or three weeks. I always say, do you really think that we would be not eating for 20 hours a day and eating for four hours a day every single day of our lives for the last six months if it hurt? <laughs> <laughs> if we felt as badly as we do when we first start, do you really think we would keep doing it? Nobody's gonna keep doing something if they feel that badly all the time. So I want you to trust that, that those terrible feelings, the hangries, the nausea, the dizziness, all of that will go away. And I have antidotes for it at the blog, white, pink Himalayan salt, sparkling water, lots of water, caffeine, so forth, that can help you very, very much to get going on your fast. Um, that I don't have time to do all of those in this video, but you can find those at DonnaReach.com. But you should plan your days um, because the days will get long when you're waiting for your fasting hours to pass at first. After a while, it's not as bad, though everybody has days when they're like, oh man, I wish the clock would hurry up and let be time for me to eat. I mean, that's natural, that's human nature, and it's more later on, it's not as much hunger as it is boredom or just wanting a certain food. But the good news is that you can eat uh, that during your eating window so it's easier to stay consistent and it's easier to stay true to your protocol because you know that you're going to be able to have that whenever it's time for you to eat. 
So plan your days and plan your eating. Specifically, um, when you first begin intermittent fasting, it's very easy to just start eating as soon as your window opens and eat until it's over. I know I did that. I know several family members. Uh, we were together different times during our first weeks and we'd be like, it's time. We'd start eating and then it'd be like, we only have five minutes left. I need to eat another piece of pie. I can remember this over the holidays. Um, and uh, it's and you don't lose weight that way, right? Because you have too much stored glycogen, glycogen from the day before to burn through. So your body doesn't get into fat burning very early. And you also do not make a calorie deficit. But, but don't beat yourself up in the first couple of weeks. Right. If you find yourself ravenous during your eating window, or you find yourself overeating, or maybe not making the best choices, um, I teach all about that at the blog, and I teach it incrementally in the course, but don't beat yourself up because it can be real easy to say, this isn't working, I just eat like a pig the whole time, and you can't see how it would ever be any different. But it does get different because success breeds success. And as you get more successful at intermittent fasting and you get more successful during your fasting window, you have the courage, you have the momentum, you have the empowerment to do better during your eating window too. And then you'll be able to really do what I do, which is snack, entree, and dessert as opposed to grazing. Um, as opposed to eating from the time your eating window starts until it's time to push your button and stop on your fasting app. And so eventually you'll get better and better and better at it. And you'll be surprised how enjoyable this lifestyle is because suddenly all of the celebrations, all of the occasions, all of the festivities that you used to have to say no to during dieting days, you can say yes to now. Not in a gluttonous, binging, pigging out way. As a matter of fact, um, if anybody ever uses binging, pigging out, or gluttonous, those words in my group, um, I encourage them highly not to because those are not words that we use with intermittent fasting because that is from a previous life. That is not our new controlled life through intermittent fasting. So plan your days and plan your food and try not try very hard not to graze. Sometimes just knowing that you're gonna get an ice cream cone tonight at seven o'clock before your window closes is all the motivation you need to be able to, to plan your eating window better. So use tricks and tips and all the kinds of things that you can find at DonnaReach.com to help you be successful. Get support. Get support at my group, Donna's Intermittent Fasting private Facebook group, or um, at any uh, of the fasting groups. There are some really big fasting groups which are great for um, seeing uh, before and after pictures. They're great for hearing people's testimonials. As my group grows, more and more people are putting up their pictures and putting their testimonials out there. And so that's hugely encouraging. Um, if you can fast with somebody, if you can do intermittent fasting with somebody, you can be on the same schedule and that makes it really nice. Going out for dinner will be fun again. Um, just all of those things that Food is meant to be enjoyed. It's not meant to be burdensome. And with intermittent fasting, that food enjoyment is truly back for you um, in a way that you never dreamed it could be with all the other diet protocols that you may have tried before.
Thank you so much for joining me today. I don't have my studio here to do my supplement commercial, but I do encourage you to go to our store, which is at the which is going to be in the notes that will be with this broadcast. Go to our store and check out the Hunger Control Slim to help you during your hungry time. Um, and check out our x-factor vitamins to be sure you're getting all the vitamins that you need uh, during your new eating way of life and also our mega x which are our omegas which are excellent for taking before bed and getting a good night's sleep and helping you um, lose more weight uh, through with the intake of omegas. So thank you so much for joining me. I hope you've learned in this primer and that you'll share it with others who want to learn about intermittent fasting and that uh, you will hop on to DonnaReach.com or join uh, Donna's Intermittent Fasting Group and, uh, and or take my course. So thank you so much.